Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by Discover, and now a message from Discover about rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that's useful, like cashback match, for instance. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, the 2022 NBA draft is in the books. <laughs> we need fans of the draft. We need people booing. I miss the booing. We, uh, yeah, the tape may or may not have been booing after the first pick. <laughs> yes. We, we are going to spend a lot of time talking about the first pick because it's the first pick was a man who uh, we spent a lot of time talking about all season. What's his name? Pete? Paulo Bencaro. Paolo Bencaro. Uh, Took your hands up, Paolo uh, Bencaro. Uh, but beyond Paolo, Paolo? Wait, how, how do you say it? Paolo, pa- Paolo Bencaro. <laughs> Uh, beyond him going number one, the mystique of the the, the mystery, the uh, the the smoke screens, the mm. the tweets, the the betting, the like everything that, that <laughs> the lines, in, the lines, <laughs> um, everything that went into this draft uh, leading up to the number one pick uh, did not appear to be hundred percent accurate, or was it? I don't really know. Woj was wrong, right? We have yeah, to say that, but he played both sides. So he was actually okay. right. Okay. But he was wrong on Good one lesson. side. Yeah, plausible deniability. Um, the the circumstances surrounding the top of the draft, as we as expected, as first reported on <laughs> Titus and Tate, the circumstances surrounding the uh, the top of the draft were uh, were, were interesting and, and no, yeah, very fluid situation. Very fluid. Um, but there's a lot of other stuff going on in the draft. It was a good college basketball draft. A lot of guys. Uh, Nine of the first we, ten. Yeah, yeah. Peyton Watson snuck into the first round. We're going to talk about it all. Okay. We're talking about the NBA draft coming up. But first, what are you doing? All right, I lied at the top when I said the draft was in the books. We're actually recording this midway through the. Uh, let me let me see. The last pick that I saw were not even midway, dude. We, 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 you know what broke me was the when the Blazers took the Italian dude that yeah. Cini told us we would like. I put the I put the TV on mute. We both stood up in defiance and we walked over. And we said, "Jim, cut on the microphone. It's time. It's time to record." So Malachi Branham goes to the Spurs at twenty. The Spurs <laughs> get the pick at twenty five. Yes. And I, that was when I officially started my EJ Liddell. Yes, go- you were like, we're like, on EJ Liddell like, watch. We're on EJ Liddell watch. Any single moment we can and have every EJ. single pick from 25 to, to 35 to the Lakers at 35. To, we thought well, 36, e- the Blazers with the That's right. Gabriella Prashida. 11 whatever. picks. 11 picks. I said, this is EJ, uh, including the Pacers at 31. And I was like, EJ to the Pacers, let's go. And then they said the Italian dude. And I know Vicini told us we'd like him, but I fell out of my chair and I was like, we got to start this podcast. And so here we are. But uh, the, 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 oh, the Spurs are back on the clock. Could it be EJ? Gotta be EJ. Kennedy Chandler. I like Kennedy, Kennedy Chandler. Chandler. Great pick. Should have um, been a first round pick in my So uh, if, if, if I uh, get excited, um, during the show, that's that's why because I'm, I'm I'm keeping an eye on on EJ. But otherwise, we've seen enough. It's time to talk about the 2022 NBA draft. It's time to talk about Paolo Bencaro, uh going number one overall. Which I'll be honest, I'm, no 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 shtick bullshit aside, I was very very shocked by this. I was I was truly shocked, and I understand I shouldn't be shocked because the Vegas uh, Vegas always knows, and the odds were going down and or they're up whatever up however odds were. <laughs> <laughs> the lines, yeah, the, the, the lines, lines, the lines they're, were they're moving. moving. Um, 
And the the signs were there, but I thought like all of it was a smokescreen bullshit. Like I, it felt like that was it the uh, what was the Tatum draft 2016 17 17 17 that's right uh, when the Celtics had the number one pick, the Lakers were locked in on number two. This the, the parallels were there. Like the the Thunder were locked in. It seemed Lonchet at number two. The Magic were flip flopping between Jabari and and Paolo, and whoever was left, the Rockets were going to take. So. In my mind, the Magic were just throwing all this bullshit out there to create some sort of smokescreen that the Rockets would think we're locked in on Paolo. We like we, we, the Rockets have already talked themselves into their getting Paolo. They've already their their Photoshop team has already put together all the photoshops. Yes. They've already done all the P five. Yeah, they printed all the banners, mm-hmm. everything. They were ready to to unleash that. So when the Magic said we're interested in Paolo, they only did so because they wanted the Rockets to panic to trade up to get him. Then they they do the Danny Ainge move where we actually got Jason Tatum that we wanted all along and Jabari. Gotcha. So yeah, gotcha. Yeah. At number mm-hmm. three, we got our guy actually, and uh, that's what I thought was happening there. I was very wrong, as were many of these NBA experts. Um, what 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 went through your mind as this was happening? Were you surprised by this? Because you said it on the show not too long. You were one of the first people I remember mm. saying Paolo could go number one, and I, that's no bullshit. I remember when you said this on the show. And I thought, yeah, People I forget. mean, he could, but like, so could, <laughs> yeah. so could a lot of well, guys. <laughs> the Coach K farewell tour rolls on, and if there's anyone that knows how things play out in the Coach K universe, it is me. And and it's not something that I'm proud of. <laughs> I, I don't like it. It's kind of like Harry Potter and Voldemort, you know? Like I'm kind of attached. Your to forehead's him burning. Yeah, I'm like, ah. <laughs> Coach K is going to show up on this broadcast, and he did. We'll talk about that. But I think tonight started for me when you know they're showing the the guys on the red carpet. And, you know, they're showing Jabari Smith and you're like, not him, you know? Yeah. And he did not look like one of them ones. Um, and then they show Chet and Chet looked like number two. He looked like the Kevin Durant of college basketball. And then they show Paolo Bancaro. And yes, the suit is, uh, you know, ridiculous. Some would say atrocious. But it also said to me, this man looks like the number one pick. It's a he number getting, one suit. It's a was, number one pick It's a number one suit. suit. And he's getting the coverage of the number one pick. And I think the situation was so fluid. I knew the Magic liked Palo and quote unquote loved Palo. But I thought, like you said, it was a bit of a smokescreen. They, they never said anything about Jabari. And I always thought that was like a a, a, a reason. There was a reason that they did that because he was the number one guy, obviously. So like, we're not going to tell you that yeah. that's exactly who we're going to take. But now it makes sense why they didn't really like Jabari. They, they just, I think they were trying to figure out between Chet and Paolo. And I think if you watch the game that they played against each other, you have to say to yourself, I take Paolo. He's the sure thing. You watch him on the red carpet. You're like, this guy thinks he's the number one pick. And that has a big part of the mentality of picking someone number one. They need You're to not want wrong. to be that guy. This was this was a huge and that That was like when I first believed it was possible. When I saw him on the red carpet, this is about 30 minutes before, I was like, oh my God, Paolo is acting like the number one pick. And he didn't even know he was going to be the number one pick. So it's not this, like he had that in the back of his mind. He just carried himself that way. And he's a sure thing. Huge win for the old school types. At, uh, the, the toss the keys in the air and who's grabbing them type. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <trying> <laughs> Seriously. To it was, that's, that's it was very Paolo, much like that. Yeah. yeah. That is that is the case for Paolo. He is he's very wants familiar. to drive the bus? Yeah. Paolo. He is he is the guy of the three that is familiar. You you see like people fear what they don't understand. That's what we say, right? That's the that's that the phrase. Yeah, and Chet is <laughs> Chet scares a lot of people. And, and Jabari, the fear is that like you do understand that he's not that guy. You know what yeah. I mean? You're like I'm I'm worried that we like the it factor or whatever that is. The I'm worried he isn't that guy. I'm, I'm worried he doesn't want to be number one. And Paolo, for all of the blind spots, you know, and the, the obviously huge losses, he has not lost his confidence. You know what I mean? He still thinks he's that guy. And I think if you're the magic, that's that's inspiring. And guess what? 
You needed a power forward. You got a power forward. They uh, didn't work him out. Is that correct? I think they, they brought him in for an interview. I don't know if they worked him out. He definitely. That's interviewed. what that's what they're saying. That's the those that. But also, these but it people, might not have been in a, even a formal interview, dude. These NBA reporters got to go. We got. We're gonna talk about that. <laughs> but like, I, I I I've hated Woj for a long time. I yeah. I, I'm done with Woj after tonight for sure. Like anybody, get, get Woj all the way out of my. So face. I, I will say this: like I I was playing both sides of the gambling aspect of this. So Jabari Smith, you know, I had told the cousin Sal's of the world that he was going to be the number one pick, and it was the the odds were locked in, minus 200 yesterday. Late last night, randomly, everything flips. So about 11 o'clock Pacific time, I'm in bed, and I see that Paolo Bencaro is now minus 250 on some sites, and Jabari is plus 100. And then I wake up, this, and it's like chaos, and then I'm just like, I'm going to sleep. I wake up in the morning, and it's back to Woj tweets that, the three things. The three things. It's a, it's a, it's lock, a lock or whatever. It's yeah. a lock. Jabari yeah. Smith goes one, Chet two, and Paolo three. So I was like, okay. And then the odds go back and reflect that. And then Paolo Bencaro goes number one. So I don't know what happened that flux period, but something got out about the Magic's actual plans. And then it was it was kind of squashed. You know what happened? And, is- Woj, and Woj, is, his hands... His hands aren't clean here. You know what happened He's is, part is America as a whole learned something that I've known for a while, which is that <laughs> Scoops guys are worthless. They yes. serve no purpose. Pick a Scoops guy. I we're friends with some of them. They're but they know this. They like Scoops, especially a Scoop such as who's going to be drafted and where they're going to be drafted. Yeah. And we're going to find out and and just let it be. Just let it be. Mm-hmm. And this has been a complaint. In the words of Paul McCartney. This has been a complaint of Woj, and, and Schefter does it on the football draft, too. Um, th- this has been a complaint we've had for a long time. But th- this underscores it, that even if Woj does know what he's talking about, it's annoying. So what happens when Woj doesn't know what he's talking about? Get this guy today, out of my face. Get this guy all the way out of my face. Yeah. And then he comes on television, and he's like, he can't even talk? What was that? Like, tonight, every time he's talking, he's like trying to eat. He can't even string sentences together. What do what are we doing? Much like Paolo Bencaro. And I think it was because of Never the forget. shock and surprise. And if you think and if you're listening to the show and, and you feel like this is coming out of left field, me hating Woj, you don't remember when when Woj <laughs> you don't remember. out of nowhere, out of nowhere, when Brad Stevens said he's staying at the Celtics and Woj was like, I you, you forget that Woj is an enemy of college basketball. Yes, he was like, he there, is. there is no major world enemy in which a NBA coach will ever, under mm-hmm. any circumstances, ever go to a college program ever. Shame on anyone who believed like he just went in on college basketball when when that was going on, which was frankly, you know, uncalled for. So I'm I was out on that guy then. I've been out on him forever because scoops guys are stupid. But anyway, um, that was I, I I was still surprised because uh the 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 magic, I mean Paolo, I I, I guess like I I I don't know I I, I don't really I, I guess I, I feel weird because like I don't. I don't really see it with Paolo, honestly. I don't. I don't think he's going to be a bust. I just don't like like everybody who watches everyone going into this draft. See, it seemed like the the streets were saying that that Chet's a bust, that mm-hmm. Jabari, it, uh, it, you know, is going to be good, but there's a there's an obvious ceiling, ceiling. Uh-huh. and Paolo is going to be a superstar. Yeah, I. I, I don't see the path to Paolo being the superstar when like like I think among amongst that group of three guys, right? Paolo is the safest one. He's the safest. The safest I guess bet. that he's the guy that's most familiar. That's he, what I keep coming is back the John to. Ham, John Hammond sitting there and saying to himself, and I, I would love if a story came out that like the Magic decided this at the eleventh hour, and it would be even funnier to me if that they were watching this live pregame and they watched Paolo and the other guys, and they're like, 
we just kind of take the guy who obviously is that guy because we don't want to look dumb and get fired. And I think Paolo is the kind of guy that actually fits on their team. Franz Wagner, Cole Anthony, he can plug right in with Wendell Carter, right? I mean, he does fit on that team, and he probably helps you keep your job. But I think you're right in the sense that, like, I I don't, you know, the the wow of it all will be interesting to see. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. But I will think, I do think between those three guys, Paolo stands out amongst those three. But I don't think he stands out against maybe some other guys that were in the draft. I just, and I think I think it was kind of a it was a foregone conclusion it was those three guys. And Powell's the best of those three. Yeah. And that's how it goes. He started getting graded against those those guys. You know what I mean? They were grading against each other. When I think if you really looked around and maybe you took the blinders off, Jay Nivey's right there. Jay Nivey looked like a number one pick, carries himself like a number one yeah. pick. I mean, there's well, there, there's some talent that maybe you know you, you looked elsewhere, but Paolo goes number one. I just I, I find it fascinating just for for that reason because it does feel like this had nothing to do with. I mean, it, it obviously did, or maybe it's not obvious. I don't know. I, I'm confused at this point. But uh, this draft did feel like, for all the jokes we made about having the dog in him and who's yes. him and all that stuff, it did feel like a vibes draft at the top. Yes, it really truly did. It felt like Paolo it felt like the was, Magic were like, we're we're gonna figure out who yes. the number one pick is yes. based on how they enter here, and Paolo and is one of those ones. I want to be clear because I'm gonna get killed for it because again, the streets love Paolo, and me saying I don't love Paolo, I can just feel the I can feel the heat coming already. Take Paolo Bencaro. I I don't I I think Paolo did a great job this year of having teammates that were all every single guy on the floor with him was more talented than the guy across from them um and paolo was bigger and stronger than every single person guarding him yeah and i think it's very easy to put your head down and play bully ball and when you have just talent uh, uh, all around you and yeah. and and you're Four bigger and stronger picks. and i i like I, I'll, I'll give him he's got a good handle i he, you know like his his spin move when he gets in the lane and dunks on people that's cool um, I, I never thought he was as good of a shooter as he thinks he is, and he will continue to think he is in the NBA. Like he he shot what like thirty something. He what was he from three? Let me pull it up because I I need to I'm gonna get fact checked on this. He was thirty three percent from three. He was thirty three percent. That was worse than I thought. Shot. I was yeah. gonna say thirty seven percent. But yeah, I mean, he, look, and and that that includes like the stretch where he got hot in the NCAA tournament. I'm not like. So he does. He, he's completely lost on defense. Duke guys don't want to play any defense. We know that. It took Jason Tatum uh, yeah, that, years and years and years of of playing for the Celtics to find. And that. it took Ime Udoka basically being like, "If you don't play defense, we're yeah. going to trade you." Yeah. Um. So I I I don't think like the Paolo pick is saying this guy is clearly better than these other dudes. It it is just strictly like this guy has swagger when he he plays with swagger. He's a guy that. Uh, of the top three, certainly he's the one guy that you can close your eyes and picture at the end of a playoff game, like looking up at the shot clock as he's dribbling, like doing the math in his head of how much is left on the shot clock and game clock, and he's yeah, just yeah. waiting for the time he's going to go and shoot the last shot. Um, Chet and Jabari aren't going to probably be those guys. So I think it comes down to that, and you like psych yourself into it. And I guess in a weird way, I don't, I don't like Paolo being number one, but then I've talked myself into this is a win for old school because it's just like – you just start like asking her questions like, does he have the dog in him? And yeah, can he be on the floor at the end of a playoff game? And who's really crazy shit? Like it's that. the stupid stuff that you're like, who's the alpha here? And yeah, it's like, yeah. Paolo, I mean, the one rule of quote unquote being an alpha, the, re the only difference between an alpha and a beta is that an alpha believes they're an alpha and a beta thinks they're not. And that's all only an outlook, basically. So it's your own perception. So if you're a beta, you could actually be an alpha if you just change your outlook. <laughs> right, right. But Paolo has that outlook, right? And he thinks that he is that guy. 
And at the end of the day, like that takes you uh, a takes lot you of places. Far. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And he lost a huge game against North Carolina, obviously in the final four. And I think still the fact that he, and he said it affects him, but the fact that he still has that confidence and it hasn't wavered. I mean, that's honestly kudos to him. And that Pelicans, make, EJ Liddell. Sorry. Pelicans, sorry, what ahead. pick? Yeah. What pick? Uh, 41. Sorry. Go no, ahead. that's great. Let's I mean, down. honestly, EJ Liddell should have been a first round pick America. Anyway, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm done now. EJ Liddell watch is over. He's, he's been drafted. Okay, Your watch ahead. is ended. Uh, Paolo Bencaro, congratulations to him. But remember, he did lose to Carolina two times, and Brady Manick uh, said bang, bang, motherfucker in his face <laughs> after hitting the three. And that, that to me, would give me red Brady flags. Manning Brady Manick should be drafted. He should be like the 55th pick. And the people that had Buddy Bayheim in front of him on a big board, Sam, I mean, that is so <laughs> disrespectful. And I get it. I get that's just how the game goes. But... I don't understand how Coach K is the greatest coach ever, had four first-round picks and the number one pick, and lost to North Carolina, who has famously, as everyone keeps pointing out to me, no NBA draft picks tonight. Mm -hmm. So I think if the players are, are that far from you know each other when it comes to talent, I look from the players you know, naturally. <laughs> you mentioned old school. I would look to the coaches. One yeah. one obviously fell flat. Shout out to you, Hubert Davis. The Hubert Davis, huge win. Um, but shout out to Paolo Bencaro, number one pick. Yeah. Coach K once had uh, six NBA players against the Indian Hoosiers in 2002. Wow. And uh, what happened? Yeah. Jared Jeffries and a bunch so of guys. So how can you be the greatest coach ever if you can't coach? <laughs> Riddle me that. Jim, it makes sense. Paolo going number one makes Paolo sense. Paolo going number it one. It shocked makes me sense. when it happened, but like the more I he thought was about shocked, it, it makes sense. And it makes yeah. sense. And I think, look, I, I talked to my magic sources. They're like, we love Paolo. So Paolo, <laughs> Paolo's the star. <laughs> we love Paolo. How about wearing the, uh, a purple suit and then explaining it? I, I love all the explanations. I, I just want like a guy, like Chet was explaining his dice, and yeah. I, I got lost with that. I get that. It was two dice. The, cue the Zach Galifianakis math. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, one out of like, three, one out of four. <laughs> if you add it up, it's seven. seven. That's what he wear. Team yeah. USA, but thirty-four is his number. And I like to bet on myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I also roll the dice on myself. Okay, thank you. Three that has three layers. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and then Paolo explained that he wore the purple because his parents went to the University of Washington. Yes. He's a Seattle guy, and he's like, I obviously didn't go to Washington. Wink, so this wink. is my way of saying I would have gone to I, Washington I without the bag. <laughs> That was that was his way of saying that. And the worst thing that happened tonight, and this is why I do, I, I'm I'm gonna pull for Paolo Bencaro. He the guy gets shocked, number one pick, and Coach K is literally taking his moment away. Mr. K <laughs> is immediately on the screen saying, say the dog, "Thank you, the dog thank moment? you. Um, I appreciate you guys honoring me as the coach of the number one pick." And poor Paolo sitting there in a purple suit trying to honor Washington with mm -hmm. his mom and Mr. K. All up in the video as he's prone to do. My goodness, that was the, that was the gut punch of Paolo going number one. Was that Mr. K was Mr. On K the was in immediately, my face. immediately, and <laughs> the I know farewell they, tour will never end. Well, I guess that's the lesson we learned from this is that that I th I really do think the farewell tour pushed Paolo to number one. I think if Paolo yeah. was playing for Iowa State, apologies to Iowa or State Washington. Fans. If he was playing for Washington, yeah, that was a cheap shot at Iowa. I wasn't. I didn't even mean it for a cheap <laughs> shot. I was just trying to think of uh, a random school and anyone who knows my ticks. No, I always pick Iowa when I try to think of just a middle America something. So I didn't mean anything by that. Iowa state. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. If he was playing for Washington and he wasn't shut and he wasn't, but like his team was shoved down our throat all season yeah. with, with coach K farewell tour until, um, 
they got that ass work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was waiting for someone to say that but on if, the broadcast. They kept talking about the four first rounders and everything, but I, I, I wanted think to hear how the, the season ended. I think that's why the streets love Paolo so much, though, is that because they saw him play 10 million times. Exactly. And they saw his they saw like, the highlights. They saw his highlights, when he, and they saw him flexing and punching the himself in the arm. The best game of and, the season, in, in the, be, the best game of basketball this year was the Carolina-Duke game on Saturday night. Like, I mean, and if yeah. you watch that game, you're like, I I see why you respect Paolo Bencaro or Mark Williams or maybe not A.J. Griffin because he's getting shut down by Leaky Black. But at that point in time, you're like, this is high-level basketball. This guy can play in a high-level pressure moment and, and, and lose, obviously, but at least play up to the standard that you'd expect. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, Virginia fans are not along with everything I'm saying, and they're like, yeah, I, uh, the, the man cannot score against us. So, <laughs> so Paolo's going to be great in the NBA as long as he doesn't have to play Tony Bennett's defense. Okay, pack line yeah. defense. Then he scored like nine magic? points in the first time they played and then the eighth the second time. Yeah. They lost the first time in, in Cameron. Did they win in... I think they lost at home because remember they, they gave they gave Coach K like yeah, an award. Yeah, they won. They won in Charlottesville. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, so there's that. Um, what else you want to talk about from the top of the draft? I mean, Chet going number two is, was, like I said, like that, once Paolo goes one, the next couple... Made sense. Then I guess Keegan Murray, the, the Kings was the inflection point we thought it was. Um, I I didn't necessarily think they were going to take Keegan Murray. I thought someone was going to trade up. I, I was hoping it was the Pacers. Yeah. I didn't know if it was going to be the Pistons. Um, Can we quickly? I don't just... know if it was going to be Jim's Knicks, but I was <laughs> Jim's Knicks. But I I thought like who drafted whose main? <laughs> whose main is this? You know who else we got just now with the forty second pick? Who? Trevor Keels. Did you really? That's such a Knicks pick bust <laughs> yeah um so uh keegan murray goes to the kings um i uh i, I start getting excited about jay and ivy to the pacers i, I think mm-hmm. you're one pick away at this point yeah you're you're sitting on my couch here you're reeling you're looking at me you're like pistons they should take Matherin. It makes yeah, a lot of sense. Ma- sense. Matherin would be great next he's to canadian yeah, he's, yeah. Right, yeah. he's right next you're to like, canada you're like close to home yeah. Uh, understands the weather there, understands the gray clouds. You're, you're saying all these things. <laughs> yes. And slowly but surely, you're convincing yourself, right? You're thinking mm-hmm. to yourself, Jaden Ivey, the hometown hero, comes to the Pacers. Yeah. It didn't then, happen. And then what happens? And then it didn't happen. But I I realized, do, do you think Jaden Ivey, when he did get drafted <laughs> and he was crying, he he was crying because he wasn't, he going, to the Pacers. He wasn't going to the King? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was tears of joy because he was like, I can't believe that worked. That just ignoring, like the Kings yeah. would call me and I just wouldn't answer the phone. And uh, that worked. Holy shit. Yeah. No, I mean. <laughs> I'm not going to the Kings. It's like, and, and the best part was that Jaden Ivey finessed the whole game and he was like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Kings haven't really reached out to me. And it's like the Kings tonight when they drafted Keegan Murray, they were like, and now the Kings could not get the medicals and also could not get in contact with Jaden Ivey <laughs> throughout this entire process. You're like, honestly, Smart move. And Keegan Murray went to dinner with uh, Sabonis and uh, De'Aaron Fox. Uh, during That's the- right, yeah and, yeah. and as soon as I heard that story, I thought to myself, they're definitely taking Keegan well, Murray. Well, I, I, I agree with you. I, I knew the Kings really loved Keegan Murray, but I thought trade be a piece. trade down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's trade with the Pacers. Take Keegan Murray at six. Yeah. Let the Pacers take Jaden at four. Pacers you know, that were, made a lot of sense to me. It was reported that the Kings were trying to trade out of that fourth spot, so they probably called the Pacers, and the Pacers, you know, they didn't want to do it. Yeah, they like Matherin because I think Matherin is one of them ones. I I agree. I, He's I got that dog on, in him. You know what? It dawned on me once Jaden Ivey went to the Pistons and Matherin went to the Pacers. I realized Matherin actually is the best player in this draft. I did. Mm-hmm. It clicked with me. Um, I'm I'm not saying the Pacers 
won the draft. But I think if you go back and you watch the highlight packages they showed for all these guys tonight, yeah, Mathurin's highlight package is sick. Of course, he had the best. He might have had the best highlight package of all the guys who got drafted tonight. And Matherin, and that matters. Matherin was one of those guys. Because again, this is the old school's back. We're, we're judging these guys in the old school way. And he was like a number, like he was like an eight, nine, ten range, really. And then he all of a sudden started getting into the four, five, six range. He was rising. You know what I mean? You yeah. want a guy that like the more the teams meet with him, the more that they get tape yeah, on him, the more that they yeah. hear about him. They're like, I really want this guy. Uh-huh. So the the Pacers taking Matherin, I think, is a good. Uh, that's good for the Pacers. Also. Uh, they, they ended up taking Nimhart in the second round, so two Canadians. And then two I realized... Guards, nice little backcourt. Bye-bye, Malcolm Brogdon. I realized James Naismith was Canadian. And James Naismith oh said God. basketball was like... What, what was his quote? Like, basketball was started not in Indiana, but it basically is... It's in Indiana now. I thought it was basketball. It was <laughs> my it's, favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down the court. <laughs> Dr. James Naismith. I've seen that quote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's basketball, I looked it up. Okay, here. Basketball really had its origin in Indiana, which remains the center of the sport. That was the, that's the, okay. I see that quote all the time in Indiana. In yeah. 49 states, it's just But uh, James Naismith had fond things to say about Indiana, so maybe there's a... There's a Canadian tie. I think there's a chance that he's going to change your whole opinion of Canadians. So the the <laughs> the reason I cared so much about the Pacers this draft is because if, if you're new to the program, I I didn't really grow up a Pacers fan. I don't I don't. Well, uh, people in Indiana like high school basketball. Yeah, they don't I, like, like pro, I really they don't. Like, they don't like pro basketball. I have, and people in North Carolina like college basketball. They don't like pro basketball, and yeah. that's why we get along because we're like. You like it. You like yeah, the game. Yeah. Like you, you like the game. I was far more interested in whether J.D. Clampett was going to lead the Speedway Sparkplugs to the 2A state championship than I was Respect. if Reggie Miller was going to lead the, the Pacers to, yeah. the, uh, to the NBA <laughs> title. Um, but part of it was like I, I understood from an early age the way the NBA works and how it's rigged for the coastal cities mm-hmm. and like the small town. 1985 draft. Yes, exactly. Jim. Yes, Jim. Um, and middle America will never have any chance. And so I, I, I always... <laughs> I always knew the Pacers were were always just going to hit an obvious ceiling. You'll never get over the hump, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I saw this as the one opportunity that if the Pacers took Jaden Ivey, the reason you get like a number one, he, I, I do think he's going to be awesome. I think Jay he's going to be great. Be incredible. But number two, he's from the state. So maybe there's the hope you cross your fingers. This isn't going to be like an Anthony Davis situation with the Pelicans or mm-hmm. a Zion Williamson situation with the Pelicans or a, and what's going to be an EJ Liddell situation with the Pelicans mm-hmm. or just name the guys on the Pelicans. <laughs> um, all the guys that like want out and they want to go uh, or, or uh, Kyrie Irving with every team he's on and James Harden with every team he's on. I thought Jaden Ivey's a Hoosier. He's gonna he's gonna stay in the state. That's what I got excited about. But I I you know so I I think that's my that's my fear. So honored that the Pacers took him at number six in the draft that he he will resign there. My, he, my he will sign his rookie as, extension as soon as he's good enough to like fall in love with them. He's gonna be like, all right, I'm, I, I want to go to the Nets now. Rich Paul's greatest impact on the 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 rookies and like basketball is that he tells all these young guys not to sign that extension, you know, which is why no one's Noel is like, you owe me some money. But at the end of the day, Benedict Matherin will sign the extension. He will stay in India. Okay. Lock, thank, thank, thank you. Lock thank you. Thank it's you. happening. That's all I needed. <laughs> um, can we talk about the broadcast for a little bit? Because yeah. this is, this is uh, something I enjoy talking about every, every year, whether it's good, bad or otherwise, it's, it's something <sighs> that means a lot to me. The, uh, the, the NBA draft broadcast, just the, mm-hmm. the, the way it's presented, the way, um, the it's show. a television event. Yeah, I've complained about it for a while in the in in, in the recent years because uh, you know Woj ruins everything, and and that's been the biggest complaint is that that, that, that you're, so 
I, I've tried in the last couple of years to to put the responsibility on me and mute my Twitter or not check Twitter and, and try to like block all that out. Um, that's great. That only goes so far because Woj also spoils the picks live on the air. Um, but anyway, I, uh, I I have I have been so uh, into the broadcast throughout my entire life, and I gotta say, Tate, I think I think we've reached a low point. I yeah. think the NBA draft as a as a television event has officially reached a low point. This was the the worst. It used to be so. Even when it was bad, it was like fun and funny. How bad it was. It, it's no longer. I'm not having fun. This isn't fun anymore. There's nothing fun. Like Kendrick Perkins can barely talk. He can barely form sentences. It's like Woj can barely form sentences. <laughs> <laughs> Palo. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jay Billis, like, I, I love Billis. And I, I think Billis, to his credit, he's the one guy that appeared on any of the 17 channels uh, that were showing this NBA draft uh, via ESPN channels. He's the one guy who um, actually studied these guys and watched these guys and know what he's talking about. But I could, I could use one time where Malik Andrews was like, Jay, what do you like about this guy? And he didn't say everything. I could have yeah. used one time where he's like, got to be honest, Malika, not a ton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it dawned on me that we basically need Bill back on the broadcast, I think. Or someone like Bill. We need, like, when Bill, I, I, I found myself missing. We need someone to actually say something, right? I mean, I had. To be like, holy I, shit, what a terrible pick. Or like, I had like a wave, what are we doing a here? wave yeah. of exhaustion, just like listening in between the picks. You know what I mean? Like, it was just so exhausting. And it's not on anyone's, it's not even just the, the broadcast. It's like the entire uh, way that it's set up, right? I mean, it's like this weird, there's no fans, there's no, like, audience. It's just, yeah. like, a weird, stale, stale space. Yeah. yeah, and then it's like, they're supposed to just try to liven up this dead room, and then it's basically all these anxious teenagers down there, and 20-year-olds down yeah. there that are just, like, twiddling their thumbs, praying that they get picked by one of the... It was just the... There's no fun. There's no show. There's no... And then it's just these weird personal questions with their parents there, and these guys don't even have anything to say. The questions are are not great. I mean, it's just a... It was a whole malaise, and it gave me a headache, and at times I just had to put it on mute. And uh, that is not how the NBA draft used to be. And and maybe we're we're just... uh, I, I don't know. Maybe tonight just... It, tonight broke see, me. Yeah, tonight it really broke, broke me. It broke me. Too, yeah. And I think the nerds are winning. I think that's like really the ultimate the culture problem. War, yeah, the nerds are winning, yeah. dude. And everyone wants to like even the way you talk about the guys. <laughs> they're they're literally crushing. The way you talk about the guys when they get drafted, it's just like the the the. the, the How many times did I hear of, upside tonight? It, when did upside become like normal vernacular? Like when when could we just talk about basketball and and. It just the draft is this weird. Did you see the Jake Laravia story that he was listed at twenty two like about a couple months ago, and he was like nowhere on draft boards, but he's actually twenty. And then it got updated like on his Wake Forest bio that he was twenty, and then he jumped immediately in the draft board. It's like this is a sick and twisted game. It's a it's a, it's it's a, a weird world and game that the that we're that we're all like falling into, and uh, it's not how the draft the draft used to be like a special <laughs> thing. I thought I don't know I don't know what's happening. I just feel like I watch something different, you know what I mean, than I usually do on draft night. But you know. the the nerds are winning because it's a race to talk about just certain stats that you know and yeah. like the 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 vibe that's why i mean the, at the top it was nice to have palo and and to, i i want the draft to be that that's what i miss i miss i miss just guys shooting the shit talking about these mm-hmm. guys i miss guys not being afraid to be like this is a terrible pick i yeah. have no idea what they're doing i mean i looked up uh our guy gary Parrish is doing a live blog of every single pick in the first round 
love GP. Love GP. I'm a big GP guy. I'm, I'm on record as <laughs> being a here. big GP guy. What's he doing? He's doing and a I'm live not saying, blog. He's giving grades. He's giving grades for every pick in the first round. And okay. I'm not saying he's he's wrong um, uh, to do it this way. Are but, you going to put but, your grades out? <laughs> <laughs> I will not be doing that. GP in the first round gave out 19 A's out of 30. <laughs> <laughs> he gave out 11 B's. Dude, I want to be in his class. Zero D's, zero F's. And the reason you do this is because you don't want to be clown. You don't want to be the guy nah, that's... You, you don't want to be Doug Gottlieb that's like that's Johnny Flynn over yeah, Steph Curry. Yeah. Or take, like the Wizards take Johnny Davis and you're like F. Like yeah, you got yes. you got to get someone with high upside here. Steph yeah. Curry has bad ankles. He's never going to be good. You don't want to be that guy. No, that's true. Um, or the Jordan Poole guy that got roasted when he was like, Jordan Poole, worst pick of the first round. That guy. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to be that guy. But be that guy. Yeah, that's but also, what, you know who what I'm cares? saying? Like, a, who yeah. gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. Who gives a shit? And, I, and, and my hope is that we've all learned by now that nobody has any idea what they're talking about with exactly. any of this. Um, it's, and we're it's, all a know, it's a know-it-all know it all problem. That's, that's what I mean. The at, nerds are at, winning. At, at they, the core. At the core. Nerds are know-it-alls. You're right. So it's a, it's a know-it-all problem. We don't have to know it all. It was more fun when we cut to Fran Fraschilla and we're like, who is Dude, where's Nikola Jovic? And he's like, Nikola Jovic has been playing on this Serbian team for the past three years. He's two years away from being two years away. And you're like, Thank this you, friend. Thing, that you was friend. fun. That was fun. And how'd story. you find that package? And thanks. That was cool. And and back the, to the back to the picks. <laughs> we we gotta can we move the green room like backstage too? Yeah. Instead of yeah, and then like have fans up close to the stage and like have some sort of life to do the room. Do you really room? think they don't have yeah, they have to live in the room up, but you think they don't have fans because Adam Silver refuses to be booed? I do respect that yeah. Roger Goodell goes into the draft knowing he's gonna get booed, and then even this year he was like, Come on, guys, and they were like booing louder. <laughs> it's like respect, you know what I mean? He's still out there taking it. Yeah, Adam you gotta Silver. have the fans in there. But then some people were saying they don't have any fans of the NBA, so therefore, how can you have some That's true, that the, exist? the Chinese streamers yes. have the Chinese streamers. <laughs> The dreamers. Use the bubble tech, the technology from the bubble where you have all the fans, <laughs> all the all the heads floating. Yeah, it's like a ten cent broadcast. All the Chinese yeah, streamers uh, be up there, and all the 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 legal streams on Reddit and stuff. Have those people. <laughs> um, do you think Adam Silver? Speaking of Adam Silver pulling streams and stuff, do you think that the the chaos at the top with the number one pick and the smoke screens and everything was manufactured by mm. Adam Silver because? Uh, the Radians were down for the finals, and you think he he was like, "I'm sick of hearing this shit. We're gonna we're gonna pump up intrigue." Because yeah. I did see there was more there there was more money put into to this who who was gonna go number one in this draft. It was absurd. At least yeah. like I, someone sent me something where it was like they, I, I they bet more. They, like, there was so much money on the line. I I don't really I don't bet money, but like you know I had people that I had given like told them Jabari Smith or you know Palo at some point. <laughs> so there's a lot of people bothering me last night with these lines. There's a lot of people that were invested in this, and like you're saying, it seems it seems like some chicanery. Yeah, that's an NBA move though. This is like. To to feel like you won the draft by having by having a soap <laughs> opera tweeting out the uh, the link that the the NBA is a soap the, opera it's a drama the odds jumped all over the place we've never seen anything like this this is why the NBA is the greatest league ever thirteen point uh, nine million people watched the Warriors in Game Six win the NBA championship seventeen point eight million people watched Coach K lose to North Carolina in the Final Four I mean. Those are the facts. So where, where do you stand on Duke having four first round picks? Is that good or bad? It's great. For, I mean, Coach K that? had the number one pick and three other first rounders, and as Jim pointed out, the 42nd pick. So they had, of the top 60 players, they had five top 60 NBA prospects and lost to North Carolina in embarrassing fashion at home. In embarrassing fashion. People forget that. 
And then in the final four, in front of the entire world, 17.8 million people. So, I mean, to me, I think it only emboldens the fact that, like, that is the worst coaching job and maybe, I mean, at least the past 20 years. I, I don't know. I mean, you, someone else can, can do those numbers for me. But that's, I mean, it's got to hurt. It's got to sting. And, uh, you know, but I, as the Duke fans that I've talked to that didn't go to Duke point out, uh, you know, they actually won because they had five guys drafted in the NBA draft. So congratulations to the Duke Blue Devils. Hang the banner. Five NBA draft picks. Adam Silver loved Paolo going first. He oh, loved, my he God. Loved Duke's guys I mean, how first. many times did Malika Andrews say to Jay Billis, and Jay Billis, four Dukies in the first round. I know you like that. <laughs> I mean, we get it. But uh, it was still, I still had no one bring up how it all ended. But was, for that. Was this a good draft for college basketball? Is the yes, question. we won. We're winning the culture war. And they're trying to negate that we're winning. They keep showing, like, Ignite. They're like, and this is the third Ignite player taking in the top 15 over the past three years. Shut up. Get that propaganda out of my face. Nine out of the top ten. If you think Shaden Sharp doesn't count, he counts. Coach Cal won't count him, but he, he counts. will eventually. He when counts. His, when his he contracts used, come because in, he, he counts count. for this reason. He never played college basketball technically, yes. but he understood the value of, of the using brand. the yes. brand. He uses the, yes. the Kentucky brand, and Kentucky fans, you have every right to hate this kid. I understand that. But at the same time, you got to respect But it, it shows how important it is to use the brands yes. that are in college It was basketball. a tip of the cap. Yeah. To the Kentucky brand. I, I, I agree with you. Nine of the first ten guys were college basketball guys. Boom. That's great. Uh, the G League Ignite guys, I'll be honest, I have gotten to a point where every single time one of these guys gets drafted, I, I, I cackle. You, you boo. Are, yeah, we boo I just start cackling. cackling. Yeah, either way. Dyson Daniels, I, uh, I I went to YouTube. I typed in Dyson Daniels, hit enter. I found a uh, highlight reel of his top five highlights from the G League Ignite season. They're either terrible. Okay. They're all terrible. Great. I could do all of those yeah. things. All about, five of those What about Marjan Bochamp? <laughs> just check out his highlights. Marjan Bochamp. <laughs> Marjan. Honestly. You played in an SEC school or what? <laughs> yeah. And back to Bochamp. Mar- Bo- <laughs> Can no, we talk I've got to the point of the G League. I do like I, I will never that's my promise to the American people. I will never take the G League seriously. Yeah. No, and, uh, the G League Ignite. The G League, like the idea of the guys that are in the pros yeah, and they, the G League they, I respect the Ignite team I have no respect no for. No respect for none. And Zero. the overtime elite, like if if you saw the amount of respect that I had for the G League Ignite team, it would it would be even tenfold less, you know what I mean? When I'm talking talk about overtime elite, so the, yeah. the respect. If I see it, if my team, if the Charlotte Hornets next year in the draft have the 15th pick and they say we're taking, um, you know, Jamari Crowder from the overtime elite league, I will boo. If I, I yes, I, I, I said I told someone tonight if if the Pacers, I was I was the worst case scenario for the Pacers was with number six because they were taking Dyson Daniels. Mm-hmm. Um, if they took Dyson Daniels, I was going to buy season tickets just so I could cancel them. <laughs> 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 I don't even have season tickets. Yes. But I would have called you would and call I said, give me season tickets. I love the 100 section. Yes. I would have waited five minutes, called back, and been like, never mind. I just saw we took Dyson Danos. <laughs> I cancel. <laughs> Get this out of my face. Because the, the G League, the, the G League Ignite and Overtime Elite to me are, even if they have guys, even if they produce Hall of Famers, that almost makes it worse. It, to me, it'd be like one of your friends comes to you and is like, I, I started a TikTok. And you're like, Jesus Christ, dude. You did what? And you're like, yeah. yeah, I'm on TikTok. And you're like, dude, that is embarrassing that you created a TikTok. And he mm-hmm. goes, no, 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 get this. It's actually awesome because I have a million followers. That would actually make me think you're even a bigger, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. dude, I know you think that you're, this sounds cooler. 
because you have a million followers, you're you're actually making this worse. Yeah. You're, you actually sound like more of a loser to me. They have a million followers on TikTok. That's how I treat one of my friends. I feel that way about Overtime Elite and G League Ignite that they're like, we we produce seven NBA picks. I'd be like, that's the, you could produce all the NBA picks. Yeah. I, would, I would just laugh my ass off that you think in any way, shape, or form you matter to basketball. You don't. Yeah, you don't or, or that I'm going to watch these <laughs> yeah. guys ever play. You're a joke. You're yeah, always exactly. a joke. I'm never going to watch it's them It's a clown play. show. Yeah, exactly. And you're taking away kids from playing at these colleges and I don't know. But besides that's besides the fact. The international guys, we let it slip. You know, we're, we're like, we, Nikola Jovic, congratulations. You're fine to go there. But Kennedy Chandler... EJ Liddell, college basketball players. I think they could have gone in some of those spots early on, especially with the Ignite guys. So, How about uh, uh, Peyton Watson sneaking into the first round? Lowest points per game. What was the stat? Was it Bobby Marks to share with us? Yeah, he, the lowest points per game of a first-round pick ever. Ever. <laughs> and so a lot of people are saying, how could a guy who obviously didn't play at UCLA – Obviously, Johnny Juzang was a lot better than who Johnny Juzang, right, has still not gotten drafted. Uh, I don't see him anywhere on draft board. How could a man who played behind Johnny Juzang, who's not going to get drafted, go in the first round? And the only answer that I can come up with, and I've crunched all the numbers, is the Tyson Tate bump. Yes. Yes. I Facts. hate to say it. I, I, mean, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to. You know, pontificate <laughs> too much about this, but I think that's the only thing that makes any logical sense. He was our player of the year. Duffy Award winner, Peyton Watson. <laughs> he committed to our show, our first five star on the program, and now he's a first round pick in the NBA. And they said he has quote unquote a lot of upside. <laughs> three point three points per game. Max Christie goes to the Lakers five picks later. Caleb Houston goes to the Magic. There was there was uh, Patrick Baldwin to the Warriors. Patrick Baldwin's that, that's, that's a sneaky that's a good, sneaky good yeah. one because it's the Warriors. That's definitely a fit pick. Like if Patrick yeah. Baldwin would have gone to, I don't know, pick a team. The team that I wanted him to go to selfishly sucks. was the Milwaukee Bucks. I thought that the Milwaukee yeah. Bucks were going to take him when they took Marjan Bochamp <laughs> and uh, and bring the Milwaukee kid to the championship team and have him develop under Giannis. I thought that would be pretty cool. But the Warriors obviously saw the talent there. Make it happen. Um, David Roddy going to the Sixers got me. Or no, he's traded to the Grizzlies. I mean, he's drafted by the Sixers. Yeah. Uh, going Traded to the Grizzlies. That, that got me so excited. because 261 that feels- pounds. To, it, that feels like grit and grind. Yeah. That feels like a Grizzlies pick, and I'm I'm very excited Earth about the grind. idea. That, he's yeah. about to be a big boy down there, man. <laughs> is David Roddy fat? No, he's thick. Is that what you're saying? He's thick. Who's fatter? Who's higher fatter? Who Ooh. higher body fat percentage? Ty Ty Washington. Ty- no. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Hero at Kentucky freshman. Yeah, combine. I think Ty Ty and him at the same. Um, thirteen percent. Zion Williamson as of right this second. Because it fluctuates. It's a lot of up and downs. He's in shape. He's out of shape. Or uh, Depends on the PR photo shoot, yeah. Quick break to talk about our friends at Coors Light. Summer is full of official events like weddings, graduations, annual 4th of July barbecues, uh, golf outing state. Mm. You and I uh, get the links today. What did you end up shooting? 74. Uh, I was too busy uh, trying to find my ball. and <laughs> Yeah. It was a great day out there. It was, it was yeah. a beautiful day. It wasn't I knew you were killing it. Off. I didn't know you shot a 74. Had four birdies. Yeah. That helps. You were you were pitching darts. It, 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 I, I, I kind of hate playing with guys as good as you because I want to be a good teammate and cheer you on. But like, I'm so, <laughs> yeah, but I'm so concerned. I'm so yeah. in my own head. I'm just like. It's hard. It's hard. I'm I mean, not, when I'm playing bad, it's hard. Like, you know, you got to tell. You're, you're trying I'm to not even in insecure game. about you being good. I'm just like trying to figure out my own problems that I can't fully 
And the last time you played, dap you up for good shots. Last time you played, you had a we had a wrist injury and everything. That's so true, like, yeah. yeah, you're coming off injury. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> That's like, what it is. That's what you coming say. off an energy, <laughs> uh, injury. Uh, but one thing I was great at today was uh, throwing back some Coors Lights. I Ooh. will say that it was it was a hot day out here in, in uh, California. And, mountains uh, were blue. Boy, the mountains were blue. They were flowing all day. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. As I said, the mountains on the bottles and cans turn blue when your beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Make the most of your summer with a chance to win exclusive chill merch, fun local experiences, even a trip to New York, Chicago, or Los Angeles. I hope I don't win the trip to Los Angeles. That wouldn't be much of a trip. Enter to win at CoorsLight.com slash TNT. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends August 15th. Game ends September 6th. 50 U.S. D.C. states only. 21 plus only. Void where prohibited. For rules, visit CoorsLightSummer.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you're the type of person who's always thinking about new business ideas or wondering what's the next side hustle I should spin up, check out the podcast My First Million. The hosts, Sam Parr and Sean Puri have each built and sold eight-figure businesses to HubSpot and Amazon, and each week they brainstorm business ideas you can start tomorrow. They can be side hustles that make you a few grand a month or big billion-dollar ideas. Again, you go search right now for My First Million on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. They also chat with founders, celebrities, billionaires, and get them to open up about business ideas they've never shared before. Again, the podcast is My First Million. Go check it out today. And now a message from Discover about rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that's useful, like Cashback Match. For instance, Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Back to Titus and Tate. Can we talk about Jalen Duran? Please. This was, uh, this was the controversy of the night because... Uh, you know, we had Sam Bassini on our show a couple days ago. I I said to Sam, and I was being genuine, you know, and Sam thought I was joking, but I said to Sam, I know there's three players at the top of this draft, but I really have five. And my five players start with two other guys that were not of the three that everyone thought they should be. And my number one pick is Jay Nivey. And my number two pick was Jalen Duran. And Sam Bassini called me out and he said, That's because Jalen Duran's going to the Hornets. And Sam, by God. I thought it was going to happen. <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets get the 13th pick. They take Jalen Duran. I'm screaming to the mountaintops, like, finally, there is hope. There is a God. There is light. We have hope in the city of Charlotte. Michael Jordan, you did it again, and it's gone. And uh, he is traded uh, immediately to Jim's New York Knicks, and then the Knicks sent him to the Pistons. And now the Pistons, Troy Weaver, GM there, has Jaden Ivey, my number one player. He has... Jalen Duran, my number two player, and I think I might be a Pistons fan. I mean, this is this is how hurt I was by tonight. I can't believe this happened. And then to add insult to injury, the Charlotte Hornets said, "You know what? We had a really, really great center that could have been a game changer for us, and Lamelo could have thrown him lobs, and people would have been like, oh, my God, this is the most fun yeah. team ever.'" We got the guy from Duke that you guys beat twice to come take his spot. Shout out to Brian Ives for pointing out that Michael Jordan has drafted four Duke guys. Well, he's uh, trying to zag, and and when you zag, with, when you dance with the devil, nothing good happens. <laughs> and the only the only Carolina guy he's drafted uh, since he has been involved with the Bobcats slash Hornets, the only guy he drafted from Carolina is Brandon Wright, and he traded him on draft day. And uh, PJ Harrison, they traded on draft day also. 
The, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I saw the bright. No, eyes. no, no. I'm no. just, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just telling you the bright eyes. Well, tweet, maybe, so. maybe uh, the PJ doesn't take it count. Up with your boy. Well, no, he has the real facts. So yeah. he, he probably there's probably some provision. He's like PJ was never actually a hornet, you know, yeah. something like that. But I, uh, yeah, I mean, I find that fascinating. And it was always a knock, knock on the Hornets that they took Carolina guys, but it really only happened with the Bobcats with Raymond Felton and Sean May. And it was because they won the national championship. Because, you know, that used to matter, right? You know, you go win the national championship, you get drafted. It did for Ochai Agbaji, though. Lottery pick. Mm-hmm. The last lottery pick. That was big for college basketball. That was. Ochai going 14. That was. That was that was higher than I think uh, I expected him to go. And going to the Cavs, a team that's actually going to be in the playoffs. He's going to play on that team. So, um, like that. so, You were talking about Detroit earlier. They got the, I just realized, they that the, um, the, the pick that broke me, the Italian guy that mm-hmm. made us start doing the podcast. Is he going to Detroit? Yeah, he, he was he was drafted by the Blazers, but he was traded to Detroit. So he's going to be the guy that Vicini was like, you're going to love this guy. He's, remember, I asked him, I was like, give me one. Should we be Pistons guy. fans? I'm, I'm not I even kidding. Be, I think Jaden Ivey and Kate Cunningham might be the most fun backcourt to watch grow and develop over the next five years. And I and they're supposed to sign somebody too this offseason, right? I mean, they have cap room. They can sign whoever they want. No to. cap. They and have they, cap. They, and they got Kimball Walker too as like oh. a nice, uh, you know, come in and mentor Kate Cunningham. I like the Pistons. And Kimball Walker's a college basketball. Guy. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta stop with the trades too. On the stop draft, the, the trades. trades. Jalen Duran really broke me with the trades, man. I, I just meant the, uh, the <laughs> trying to follow what the hell's going on. That's what, I mean, yeah. Because like the, the, you have like you have like three different timelines that are going on, which is like the 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 timeline of like what's happening on Twitter, the timeline of like TV. The, the, the TV broadcast where like Adam Silver's announcing trades that we already knew about 30 minutes yeah, ago, 45 minutes ago. ago. Yeah. So when he comes out, he's like, we have a trade to announce. I get excited. <laughs> then he says a trade that we already know. But then I'm like, I don't think I fully processed what the trade was. I And I'm trying to figure it out and like which years the first round picks that you got are. And, and it's all very confusing. And what I'm saying, Tate, is I think, I, I think I can solve this for the NBA is you do the draft one day. Then the very next day you do all the trades, mm. and you can you can have you can have all of your contracts, you can have like like you can have the the trades written out in the contract. Don't announce them. Don't talk about them. In terms of like we're we're still going to trade these picks. So if like you know you wonder if if the Rockets and the Magic did want to trade one and three, they could still talk to each other. They could still do the trade. You just don't announce it yet. Keep it tight. We got to figure that out. Keep I think that's tight. really like the information that's getting out. Which goes out, back to the scoopers. The scoopers are ruined. They've ruined everything. Yeah, they, they, they actually they truly broke, have. They broke the wall of trust that and the wall of anonymity. Like there's supposed to be a curtain between the show and, and the crowd. You know what I mean? And they and they literally ripped the cur- curtain open, but they had no plan, right? And now it's just chaos. And we don't feel comfortable. We don't feel like we have professionals in front of us that are doing their jobs, right? And that's the number one rule of the audience and the relationship with the performer. The performer has to make sure that the audience knows that you're a professional. Even if you're joking around, they have to know that you know what you're doing. And when I was watching the NBA draft tonight, it felt like a lot of people that did not know what they were doing. And th- that is and that is uncomfortable. And then you you pull out. You're like, I don't know what's going on here. And I blame the NBA. I don't blame ESPN. I blame the NBA. Oh, okay. It's it goes all the way to the top. It goes to Adam Silver. Yes. Which we're Mark Tatum guys. On we're Tatum show. guys. <laughs> second the second round was great, by the way. <laughs> I thought Tatum was great in the second round. <laughs> Should we make sure it's my Tatum and it's my Mark Tatum. Tatum's face? Yeah. <laughs> We love Mark Tatum on this program. Mark, Mark, come on the show. We would love to talk to you about how we're going to... We want to hear your vision, Mr. Tatum. Form a coup against uh, Adam Silver <laughs> and take his job. Dude. 
Okay, we didn't even say this, by the way, but it is confirmed that we have the Kevin Durant, the next Kevin Durant of college basketball, and he already left us, and he just got drafted by Oklahoma City. Kevin Durant's old team, Chet Holmgren. Where's number seven for Team USA? Yeah. Just like Kevin Durant, and he's kind of like one degree less, and so he'll wear thirty four instead of thirty five. You know? Yeah. So he's a uh, he's a skinny little bitch too that can't probably bench one eighty five. Like Kevin Durant, and he's, that means he's definitely going to be a. Bust. They got rid of the whole benching thing because of Durant. Yeah, they did. He yeah, really did they realized, break the system. Yeah. Durant taught us how stupid it was to care about how skinny guys are. Which is yet, he's right. Yeah, and then yet we're right back here. No, uh, it, yeah, it happens every single week. People year. fear what they don't understand, Tate. That's what yeah. it is. Steph Curry. Yeah, James Naismith said that. <laughs> I think that's a James Naismith quote. <laughs> Uh, what else uh jalen williams went to the thunder uh the other jalen williams also went to the thunder that's pretty that's good. interesting that they drafted do you think they just do you think they liked one and they couldn't remember which one so yeah they're, they're like they're let's just, just get both history. we'll bring them into camp uh and we'll see which one's the best one i i do find the uh the jalen williams of santa clara to be fascinating i mean he came literally kind of out of nowhere as far as like the, the mock drafts and uh he seems like an interesting cat, man. He seems like an interesting character. Um, and he's the first Santa Clara player drafted since uh, Steve Nash. So there you go. That's uh, good for the Santa Clara players. Uh, what else? What else do we have to talk about? Um, Dalen Terry to the Bulls. I, I like that. that. At 18. Dalen Terry's awesome. That's a good pick for the Bulls. I'm surprised they didn't trade. That that feels like a classic. The Bulls would draft Dalen Terry and then trade him. So that's nice. Matherin and Terry. I mean, we talked about a Sam a little bit with doing like stock rising, stock falling things. But th those two Arizona guys. I mean, if you would have had the draft. And Coloco. Coloco, too. Yeah, he, yeah, he was he, knocking he on the door up. the first and, round, and Christian right? Coloco, I, yeah, I think he was early he was second 33, round. 33, yeah, yeah, third pick in the second round. So all those guys. Um, if if you had the draft two months from now, I think Matherin might have gone number one. <laughs> He's him. <laughs> That's why the Pacers won the draft. Uh, yeah. I think, the I, really Pistons, think I think the Pistons won the draft, but I think the Pacers are up there. I do. I think the Pistons literally. The Pacers I, got Kendall Brown, too, by the way. Wow, I, I mean Scott Drew. Shout out to Scott Drew, by the way, on the broadcast, uh, doing his best. To, Jeremy Sohan goes number nine to the Spurs. That was a little shocking. Um, How do we spice up the broadcast? Like, do we have any ideas? What what, what can we do? I think we got to get like we got to get. I, I don't. The problem is yeah. like the, the ESPN. We don't need NBA. We don't need like commentary the whole time. You know what I mean? We need like uh, it just needs to be more fleshed out packages. It needs to be. More pre-produced things, right? You so, want more professionalism. I want more professionalism, and I also want a normal room and atmosphere. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I want think the I setting. Want, I want the setting to be different, and then I want like a better produced product. I want That's less professional. Well, I want I want people. My ideal scenario is a bunch of people who know what they're talking about, but don't need to prove to you that they know what they're talking well, exactly. about. Exactly. And so they just like. I think what I want is a TNT guys. Yeah. I think, I think the they're TNT, all professional. Yes. I think that they all. I want the TNT. Crew. I mean, Ernie Johnson is like, we need someone to to thrive in the chaos of this moment, cracking jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yelling at like Charles Barkley's yelling at somebody's mom, saying like, you know, what up though? You know, yeah. like, I, we need we need that. We need, <laughs> shout out to the moms, by the way. Shout out to the mom. The shout moms the won moms. the draft. The moms did win the draft. They taught all these More guys how to play basketball. <laughs> Christian Brown was a winner tonight. Uh, goes twenty first in the draft. Yep. Bill Self does a little interview with him, and it's like, I mean, shout out to the organization. That took we were talking about moms. Why did you talk about Christian Brown? Uh, yeah. That was a weird segue. No, no, I, thought, I, I thought we were I'm talking about happy, mom, and then all of a sudden, mine went to Christian, Christian Brown. Brown. What was that about? No, I was just excited. What can Brown do for <laughs> you? Um, excited for him. Excited for Walker Kessler. Uh, goes to the Timberwolves. 
think that could be a good fit for him. Playing yeah. behind Carl Anthony Towns. His Walker dad. Kessler, famously, his father said to Roy Williams that uh, Walker Kessler is a three-point specialist, and Roy Williams is like, <laughs> in what world? Um, so he will go learn from Carl Anthony Towns, who famously said he's the best big man shooter of all time, and everyone said, no, you're not. It's Dirk, and uh, we moved on with our lives. But maybe he can learn from him. That would be fun. Um, who else was – I mean – it was kind of boring after the the Palo thing was really the news of the draft, right? It was Palo and then the Durin trade, and yeah. then the Knicks just being MIA. They got multiple picks in the future. Nobody knows. But what that's that why means. Uh, I mean, drafts. It, you can only make the draft so exciting. At the end of the day, you're just reading names, and it yeah. is exciting for the families. But as a viewer, it, I guess there is like a ceiling to how exciting it can be. But um, it really does just all bleed together, and there's got to be a better way. I mean, it's got to be a better. That's way. why we do like Mark Tatum because he comes in in the second round. And he's like got a little spice to him. He's like, <laughs> I'm not like those <laughs> other dads. Yeah. yeah, I'm a cool dad. You guys like beer? You guys want one? Yeah. You guys want to try it? Yeah, he he does have that energy which we needed. Um, but I I the whole broadcast it just uh, after the and first, we watched both. We went we went to the ABC and like Stephen A. Honestly, they should have had Stephen A. On the ESPN one. Yeah. And Kendrick should have been on the ABC one. Yeah. And I think then I could have watched the, then I could have watched the, because the ideal, the ideal, I thought Malika was fine. And, and, uh, Malika is a good host. She's a, she's a good host. Um, you, you, you she's keep, in a terrible spot though which goes back to like know. the show you know what i mean like give give her some you help. keep you keep billis obviously yeah get Woj all the way out of my face like yeah. not just on the draft night just in life in general <laughs> like if i never see adrian wojnarowski's face <laughs> or twitter handle in my life again mm-hmm. i will be a very happy man and i'm not even kidding that guy's an enemy of the state he's an enemy of college basketball yes he bring he brings zero value to your life people listening that like Woj. You need to understand think something. Think about it. Think, really think long and hard. The man brings zero value to your life. He does nothing. Mm-hmm. He, he tweets things three minutes before the teams themselves are going to tweet but them. But see, the biggest misconception with Woj. That's nothing. He brings zero value to his employer. He brings zero value well, to your life. And they also, I think the common fan thinks that like he is giving you a scoop that like the owners don't want you to know. In reality, yeah. the owners are telling exact him. exact opposite. They're telling him the what exact to opposite. say. Yeah. He's a mouthpiece. Exactly. And he serves zero purpose. And he's he's just like, he. I, I, I don't like him. I don't like him one bit. I really don't. And and get him off of my draft broadcast. Um, bring back a, Fran. And I like the guy. And I like the guy, yeah. Bring back Seems Fran. Seems like a nice guy, but bring back Fran. Jay Billis is great. I mean, honestly, if it was just Jay Billis and Malika talking tonight and then like, a Frashilla standing off to the side being like, hey, Jay, let me tell you about Nikola Jovic. Yes. I think Stephen A. Throw, I, you need Stephen like, A. in there, too. I don't know if it needs to be Stephen A., but you need the personality. Well, well, I Stephen, don't like, Stephen A. is going to be there. I don't think Perk I mean? is the person. Like, I, I, I I'm, I'm not a Perk fan, to be honest. Like, I like Perk on NBA Today or like in small, you know what I mean? But not this This was too. You're asking Perk to break down these yeah. college guys he's yeah. never watched. It's unfair to him. He was Which put, goes yeah, back to true. producing in a tough spot. Uh, but st- I think you put Stephen A. in there and don't let him have to think about anything. Just let it yeah. rip. And that's, like what you said with Bill does. earlier. Yeah, that, that's the Bill rule. Yeah, just like wild card. Just be a wild card. Jay Billis, you give us the analysis. Uh, Stephen A., you give us the wild card take. And then Malika, you get us back to Adam Silver for the next pick. And then Fran, you pop in when it's a... And, and uh, then if it's an international person, an international Fran, you jump guy. in. Yeah, that's a great formula. I love that formula. And then tell Woj... Did I miss Mike Schmitz? Maybe a little bit. Great point. Great point. 
I think they, I did. We had no international. We, we had no guy that you felt like had seen these players. Because those are the fun. Those yeah. are the fun pops, dude. When exactly. they cut to uh, Nikola Jovic. Yeah, and, and then was, and Mike Schmitz is like, I flew over to to Zagreb, Croatia earlier this year, and I saw Nikola Jovic with his cousins play. You know, and then they they cut yes. some crazy tape, yes. and then it's like a picture of Mike and Zagreb. You know, and yes. it's like and they're yes. drinking beer out of a shoe or something, yes. and you're like, wow, what's going on over there? We needed that. Um, so shout out to Mike Schmitz. I know he's working for the Trailblazers, but uh, we missed. Yeah, dude, that's a great point. We we need an international. I don't know, man. Fran, the, the, I mean, it's the same thing with Fran. But we we just need we need an entertaining product, and the NBA yet again hurts our hearts. Anything else? Any shout outs? So hand to to the Spurs. That felt like a uh, that was a, that was the first like uh, outside of. Paolo. I like the Spurs draft. I was like, wow, So and Malachi Branham. Great draft. Great draft. Like both those guys. Both K- hard workers. K up and Malachi Branham. I like yeah. that. So on might be an all-star. The Buckeyes down there. I honestly, on my big board, number three on my big board is Jeremy Sohan. Yeah, let's go through our big boards again. <laughs> let's do let's do our post-draft big boards. Uh I think Can we get grades? You know how GP was doing uh <laughs> was doing grades of the draft. Can we get gr- grades of the mock drafts? Like someone oh, should go yeah. back and do grades of the mock drafts. Yeah. Like let's start fl- instead of it being on the players and the franchises, let's flip it on the 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 draft experts and people like that. The know-it-alls. Yeah. Turn it on the know-it-alls. Uh, my big board, Benedict Matherin, number one. Uh, <laughs> Jaden Ivey, number two. Jaden Ivey, probably number two. I like that. Uh, Chet, I... Boy, Andrew Nimhard, number three. <laughs> Andrew Nimhard, number two. Uh, Chet, we're, we're still... We're, we think Chet's going to be good for the Thunder, right? I think the next Kevin Durant is Chet Holmgren. Book it. I want Chet to be good. That's Chet good. everybody wins. Good. I don't understand why you'd root against Chet. I don't. I don't I, get it's, it. It's a new thing. It's a new phenomenon. Why are the haters circling? Well, the truth about it is that the haters are never going to watch Oklahoma City play, and Chet's going to get to develop like outside of the radar, and then we're going to see highlights every once in a while. It's like Chet Holmgren had seven blocks tonight against the Pacers. Yeah, and you're like, who was he blocking? It's like Matherin. <laughs> 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 and I think Chet's gonna be fine. I I was really upset. We had the haters coming at us saying that we were big Chet guys, and like I'm not saying like I'm out here pounding my Chet my chest for Chet, but I uh, I really think he's gonna be good, and I think OKC's perfect for him. And they also had the stat of the night. This is the Big Ten stat of the week. Chet Holmgren's dad has been filming every single one of his games since sixth grade. I like that. That's crazy. So like, I mean, I knew he had the camcorder. All sixth the time, grade, I didn't know like Chet Holmgren is going to be good. It, like, if that he has that kind of focus from his parents and so and that kind of belief, like they're going to push him in Oklahoma. They're probably going to. I want to point this. I want to make this point too for the Chet haters that I would say a, a big, tall, goofy-looking white dude has never been that great in the NBA. Sean Bradley. Yeah, it can't work. Um, they're always bust. You're not wrong, and and like I I, I see where you're coming from, but. I think there's something else at play with Chet with his dad because I think his dad was the bus. Yeah, yeah, you made I think a great like, point tonight. I think when you're like trying yeah. to calculate this, my algorithm says his father was the bus. <laughs> yes. And so now the son is now is going the, to the course correction. You know what I mean? This course yes. correction. Yeah. yeah. So like you're, you're totally right. If his, if if what was his name? Mike Holmgren? No, that's the that's the Packers coach. <laughs> it was the Packers coach. Uh David? Does I, David sound right? It sounds right. Dave sounds right. Dave sounds right. Dave Holmgren? I don't know. Now that you say Holmgren, I don't think. <laughs> Dave Holmgren? Yeah, dude, I was right. It is Dave Holmgren. It's Dave Holmgren. Yeah, right? so Dave Holmgren was a bust, but Chet is not a bust. I agree. 
I think I'll update your algorithms. I think if Dave Holmgren was, oh, let me see Dave Holmgren's stats at Minnesota. Dave Holmgren averaged one point a game. No way. He's like Peyton Watson in Minnesota. Yeah. (laughs) He averaged one point, point two. But was he a walk on? Was Dave Holmgren a walk on dude? Because he averaged five minutes a game. Dude, so that's he respect. Right here. Yeah, maybe yeah, that's so respect. He, like, honestly, that's a pretty good ratio. Like, cr- crunch those numbers. Five minutes, one point. One point every five minutes. That's <laughs> true. Sure. That's not bad. Not I bad. think it's better than LeVar Ball. That's, Remember when they looked at LeVar Ball's points, two points every 10 minutes. That's an eight point. Eight points a game. <laughs> eight points a game is honestly pretty solid. Um, Jim, <laughs> Jim, do you have any shout-outs before we go? Is there anything else we're not uh, thinking of yeah, to talk about? Yeah, Brady Manic just got drafted. Shut up. To the military. Oh, my God. <laughs> Screw you, Jim. Vietnam. It's ridiculous. Brady Manning um, not getting drafted. Is, the Pacers is have the last pick right now. Are they taking Manning? 58. I don't know. Um, My who, thing is like slow. You know Isaiah Mobley went to the Cavs. I like that. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. That's smart. Yeah, that's you think, that's think their dad gets hired as a coach? That's a great. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. J.D. Davison went to the Celtics. The Cavs. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> yeah. J.D. Davison went to Celtics? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's basically what the draft is. You just like read the name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I learned this year. Yeah. Like, we, we, I, I'm, I'm becoming. I'm, I think I'm out on the draft. Okay. I'm just like I've just got to that point, dude. We got to we got to figure something else out. Wimbenyama, we there, there's got to be something. There's got to be. See, I think what happens is Wimbenyama next year to spice goes to the okay goes to the Thunder and then. The Thunder take off, and Wimbayama gets all the credit instead of Chet. And people are like, Chet was actually not that good. It was Wimbayama, but it was really Chet the whole time. I have a way to fix all of this. Please. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, on Friday night of draft week, we or you want to do the draft on a Thursday. Say, okay, we'll do the draft on a Thursday. Uh, on Wednesday, then, we do the lottery. That Wednesday night, we mm-hmm. do the draft lottery. Mm-hmm. Nobody, No teams know the order until the night before the draft. I like that. Then the Chaos. draft is the very next night. But you don't. You can't announce any trades. You're not allowed to announce any trades. If it, if if woes straight up, it's if, straight up. If any reporters tweet any trades, we we excommunicated. We we, excommunicated. we throw them in prison. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you falling so far? I'm All the to, Chinese streamers are nodding their heads along. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to jail. Dra- <laughs> Wait, are you trying to jail journalists for yeah, yeah, sharing yeah. information? Uh, just, just stick with me. Wait till you see the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And then the next day, we get all the draftees, all the guys that have been drafted. You put them in the same room. Mm-hmm. You fly in the guys like that weren't in the green room. They're all in the same room on the Friday. And at the exact same time, it's like a squid game graphic where like it lights up if, you, if you're staying with the team that you got drafted. Or like it puts a big red X through your face. Yeah. Like the, the guys that are like, oh, you shit. are no longer. Yeah. About trap door. Yeah, there's, some, oh, there's a trap down. door. I yeah. like that. And then we're all watching, and we all and all of America learns together with the guys at the yeah. exact same time who's staying and who's going, and then they all fall into the trap door, and then like you sort it out. Some I don't know, mm-hmm. but I will we'll, we'll fill in the rest mm-hmm. of the blanks. Later, and and like if good. a team, I like this a lot. And if a team has like a we don't know situation, right? They can they can elect for Good those mix. guys to play one on one to five, <laughs> and we get to watch them play one on one. So they're in their draft suits, and it's like, it's fucking play to five. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you see because like some guys like I don't even want to be the number two pick. You know they're like you can have it. The guys like dunk it on. What about play go. to one? No fouls. Oh no fouls. Oh, <laughs> that's like the Joker. <laughs> Dude, this is that's the Joker breaking the the pool cue and just saying like we only need one member <laughs> on the team. This is the most fucked up. Honestly, <laughs> turn to Hunger Games. Basketball. 
So throw all the journalists they in were, prison. And, and people were throw listening. Throw all the athletes into the People were agreeing like Coliseum. early on. They were like, yeah, the broadcast kind of sucked. It was boring. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I, I agree with you. the guys. And then we yeah. ended with like, all right, here's the idea. I'm like, have the, have the lottery the night before. And everyone's like, yeah, it seems pretty crazy, but keep going. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Turns out that's like the most sane part of it. Yeah. Second round, Russian roulette. Yeah. One bullet in the chamber. <laughs> yeah man it's a dangerous game out there welcome to the NBA <laughs> honestly you kill you kill one Adam Silver walks up onto the stage it's a Netflix he sh- show he shoots one person one player <laughs> Jesus what Christ. about last pick I'm of so the sorry. draft I every, apologize to everybody everyone who's available for the draft is put into a room you close the door only one guy comes out he gets the last draft he, he gets drafted <laughs> he's the last guy to get in the NBA that is Hunter games <laughs> yeah Honestly, people would watch. I mean, they watch Survivor. I mean, uh, people will watch. Oh, Victor, people would definitely watch. Victor, I, think they the show on TV. I watched. Uh, I watched a guy in jeans walk across the Grand Canyon on a tightrope with the, with the explicit. <laughs> yeah. The explicit reason I watched was that I wanted to see him fall. <laughs> so, of dude. How about the man on the wire, man? Remember that? Like when, like, oh, the Warren's, documentary, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, or no, but then, like, there was a there was a the guy redid it or whatever, not not Batista, not the or jeans guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But what was it? The jeans, no, guy? was it the jeans? Yeah, guy? I think that's what you're talking about. It was the jeans guy. We're talking about the same thing, we're talking about yeah. the same thing. Oh my god, that was but still, like, I watched you, that I mean, whole thing. We all, yeah, and it was we were all disappointed because I know, and we all were, he had a couple moments where it was like cut to commercial and it was like. I don't think I can do it. And he's like, he's like over and over. You're like, oh man, I gotta wait and see. But you're right. It's fucked up that we were all watching. We watched. Uh, we watched David Blaine like go up in a balloon. Right? Wasn't yeah. that it? I mean, evil can evil. Yeah. And then you're just fear like, factor. What did David Blaine I mean, do? Who could eat the most? What, bombs? Did David Blaine? What was David Blaine saying? <laughs> For a place on the Knicks. David Blaine did a bunch of those. Like, but wasn't it? What was, it was the like in the balloon? He was like in a. Uh, Box full of water, like hanging over Times Square for like a week. And it's what like, was what the balloon hell? one? The because I I watched like two and a half hours of that where he was like slowly getting. <laughs> he like did the 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 up thing, the the the, the house from up. I think where he tied Maybe. a bunch of balloons. What was the <laughs> Jim? You're supposed to know this. Best friends with Brad David okay. Blaine. <laughs> David Blaine balloon. balloon David stuff. Blaine also being friends with Brad Mulcahy. In, uh, yeah, he oh, tied, high school is crazy. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> he tied That's a, one of my favorite Brad facts. Yeah, Brad's the man. David Blaine tied a bunch of balloons to himself and then just like slowly rose. And yeah, look at this shit. He's like oh. doing the he's doing the shit from up, dude. And I watched the whole thing. And I remember as I'm watching, I'm like, so he's either going to like <laughs> die. And it's going to be super awesome. grotesque. Yes. Yeah. Or he's just going to like come back down and not die. <laughs> and like those are the two. And that uh, was the guy walking on the tightrope. It was yeah. the same deal. It was like, it's really like two so either, yeah. either a guy's going to walk like a quarter mile in jeans and just do like a casual stroll <laughs> in jeans. Or he's going to fall to his death. Yeah. Splatter his guts all over the Grand Canyon. Way, why am I here? And why can't I look away? And the point being... People uh, would watch our version. People of the draft. Watch. Oh, that, yeah. that, that, that does ratings. Yeah. Number one show I mean, that's on Netflix. Dude, that's on Netflix. That's global number one on Netflix. That's that's uh, hustle level. No, we just have to Netflix. stream it from the Chinese streamers, as you said. Yeah, we just gotta Tencent. like go offshore with yeah. it. And, like, have a thing. Honestly, yeah. Patreon. Saudi Arabia is literally Dead. putting in bids right now. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, any other shout outs, draft god. or otherwise, before we get out of here? I would hate, boy, I would hate to leave a stone unturned. We should, we should definitely make sure we uh, shout out to Bill Self. 
He yeah. Had, he had great energy. He uh, was he, great he was, on the he, he and was Scott beaming. Drew. Yeah. We're both coming in there hot. It was good for the Big 12, I thought. I mean, it, as far as far as the Big 12 being dead, they looked alive tonight. Bill Self looked like a pregnant woman both in the sense that he's got the uh, <laughs> he's got the I didn't, I didn't even mean the the belly, but like he was just glowing, you know. He was like you know you see it, he's you know, like, it's a compliment. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Oh my. Was. Oh my god! It was because of Christian Christian Brown. He was like so excited that Christian Brown was the twenty first. No, Bill Self was glowing, and he 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 won a national title. And you know, he's like, "This is great." Two of my guys go first. I did respect that the NBA honored Kansas by having those guys go. Like obviously, Ochai going lottery as he should, and then Christian Brown going early. uh, You know, in the twenties there. So you're saying the NBA did that? Yeah, I was respect. I was respecting the NBA, respecting the outcome of the national championship. Yeah. I uh I thought Max Christie and Caleb Houston and Peyton Watson. Well, we'll leave Peyton Watson out of it, but that was uh those are th- all those three, three shocking. Those those three <laughs> those three kind of like confirm that you don't even have to play and you can still get drafted off yeah. potential. Those those which are, is the funniest part about the NBA now. It was great for college basketball. The, this was a good draft for college basketball, but the, those three picks I definitely circled as like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Like we'll circle back to this. Like yeah. we're gonna come back. And I know to this. Uh, Sam explained in full why Max Christie's gonna be good. I get that. Max Christie was not good though. Like I saw with my own two mm-hmm. eyes that he was not good at Michigan State. And I I want to live in a world where in order to be considered desirable at the professional level of basketball, you have to first be good at a different level of basketball. And and what does LeBron didn't James really want? <laughs> well, LeBron James wants like if it's gonna be a rookie that actually plays. Oh, it has to be Austin Reeves type of player, you know what I mean? Or like a Brady Manic type player. It has to be someone that knows how to play basketball and like understands spacing and understand how to actually game the game. And he's Max Christie is not that guy. I don't think he Max has that potential, guy, but, right? He could yeah. be that guy. But I just don't see the Lakers playing him at all. So we'll see. I thought you were going to say, you know what LeBron James wants is for <laughs> the league to draft people that aren't really that good but might have potential. And yeah. he's trying to... So it's like, it's like a longer. LeBron psyop where he's like trying to convince everybody this is the way to go. Yeah. Draft these kind of players so and I then, can play until and, I'm 45. And then Bronny. Oh, no. Yeah, th- that. and But then Bronny's coming up. And mm. so now Bronny is not even really good enough for the league. But LeBron's like, yeah, but potential. Yeah. I mean, look at Peyton Watson. Yeah. Yeah. Bronny's Whoa. going number 30. Bronny's number 30. <laughs> number 30 he's to- the next Peyton Watson. Um, Clip this. Jim, do you have anything? Do you have any thoughts on the Knicks taking uh, Trevor Keels? Who's main? Giang? I think um, it's funny just that I said before the Knicks pick that they're going to be the first team to ever pass in the draft, just say pass. And then they actually did. <laughs> they literally. That is disappointing. That's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the worst thing. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst Stephen thing. Stephen A. Do, literally, at least- the reason why the ABC broadcast was so bad is because Stephen A. had checked out because the Knicks checked out. Yeah. He, Stephen A. was like, they had pictures of him like bent over. Like, <laughs> yeah. Literally like, checked out. They're like, see ya, we're good. Yeah. Spike Lee like came over and was like, we're done for the night. Like, the, the yeah, Knicks are like, we're going to go watch Stranger Things. Give me a, just for, sell the team. Just for uh, posterity. Disband it. Disband it. For posterity, I guess we're going to do it. We have to go around the room and everybody say one um, draft hot take. So uh, when you're right, you can. Uh, Mm-hmm. You can feel great about it. Jalen Durant. Jalen Durant is going to be an All Star one day. Oh yeah. Bang. The uh, Knicks won the draft. <laughs> These so guys all it's, it's a bad draft. But, yeah, but it's a bad draft. Yeah, I was I was going to say I, th- I think they're all going to be busts. <laughs> I, like I want to go on record. I like that. All busts. I like that. 
Every single guy's a bust in this draft. I like that. There's zero all-star games. Sam Vecini. Zero, zero rookie of the year. Zero rookie of the year. <laughs> I think zero rookie of the year. No one wins. I think it's forfeited because there was two picks in the second round. Yeah. The uh, the Bucks and the uh, uh, Heat both had two forfeited picks. So it went from pick 53. Well, wait a second. This is confusing. Yeah. 53 and then 54 and 55 technically didn't exist. So, so they I, took two opportunities away from yeah, people. Yeah. Right. So there's only 58 picks in this draft tonight, which is great. Thank you, NBA, for ruining two kids' dreams. Yeah, yeah seriously. Like, what's amazing? Hell? Brady Manix at home. Like, yeah, Brady Manix. Like, I definitely should have been one of <laughs> yeah. those two picks. What the hell? Um, Fight to the death. So I think, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Rookie of the Year is going to be undrafted guy, or, or there just is no Rookie of the Year. Yeah. I like that. No Rookie of the Year, no Hall of Famers, no All Stars. Bad draft. Bad draft. This is a bad draft. Clean your hands of it. Wipe your hands. Let's let's uh, move on to Victor Wimbledon. On, on that same note, there's no player in this draft better than Evan Mobley. I would agree with that. Yeah, Facts. I would agree with that. That's not even a hot take. I'm just saying. Except that. Benedict Matherin. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about him. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be great. All right, I think that's it. Uh, congratulations to all the kids that had your dreams come true. Congratulations to, uh, um, I don't know. Congratulations to Mr. K, really. I mean, honestly, he, he he's got the, the lead winner. spot. Yeah. yeah. Coach K farewell spot. tour. Will it ever end? We don't know, but Paolo Bencaro. It was it was his dream one. when uh when he saw John Calipari win a national title in 2012 with one and done guys. Yeah. Uh Mr. K, formerly known as Coach K, said, Give me that. That's mine. Yeah. I'm gonna take that whole model. I'm gonna use it for my own. This is his game. third theft of yes. uh, theft of another model. And yes. and for him to go out in the most cow way possible, which is you were a failure. No, no two bones about <laughs> yeah. it. Like you lost. I don't care that you made the final four. You had you lost a team that had no NBA players. Yeah, as people will point out, no NBA players. You had five. You had five. Um and lost. It was a failure of a season. But you had five NBA players in the number one pick, so all the Duke fans and all the like, Mr. K disciples and everything can act like it was. Will act like it's a, which is a yeah. John Calipari move. Yeah. So John, it, tough draft for Cal. Cal's yeah. the biggest. Cal, loser. Cal's That's what I his identity. Yeah. Cal is the biggest loser of this draft. Was not at the draft. Ty Ty slips. Shaden Sharp not a part of his brand. Yeah. Oh my God. Very tough, mm-hmm. tough situation for Cal. But congrats to Mr. K. Um, you get to finally ride off into the sunset. And uh, unfortunately, I think that was it. I think that's the last we're going to see of him was was tonight. That's Pray it. to God. Let's that's keep, all. I keep Man. knocking on wood every Shoot. day. Shoot. All right. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>